technology is often integrated without proper pedagogical or content-related considerations, or when pedagogical and content-related reforms are carried out without technological considerations. Welcome to Digital Escape, a podcast by the Annie Eckloff Institute, a platform for ongoing dialogue on best teaching practices and servicing students in a virtual learning environment. About the overall health and well being of our students, including in areas of mental health. Encouraging your students to have their closed captioning turned on is a great way to expose them to more literacy vocabulary. Students with special needs, exceptional children. We build that community and relationships. Narrate what the student needs to do as you augment their instruction and their Today we welcome Dr. Shernette Dunn, Director of Reading First, United States Air Force Academy, Program Director, former teacher. She is here to speak on her dissertation topic of culture, equity, and race. Welcome to this first episode of Digital Escape. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I know you've had a very long day and I don't want to like have you go a long night. <laughs> so I have um, some things I want to ask you. Um, thank you so much for contributing to the first podcast in this channel. Um, please pro provide our listeners with your current position and what it is that you do. Oh, great. Sure. Um, currently, I serve as the first year director for student success at the Air Force Academy Prep School in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And um, what that entails is that I support for first year students and I also direct the professional developmental program at the Academy's Prep School. And I, you know, just work around um, ensuring that students are getting everything they need to thrive and survive in higher education in the military setting. Okay. So I know that you've probably been out there checking out the research um, that has been published, the most up-to-date research in our field, which is education. Yes, I'm very big on research and anything to do with education technology, you know, um, also self-directed learning, motivation. So research is my lane. Go ahead and share some of the things that you've read or that you've actually published. Uh, the last thing I published was, I think, um, Earlier this year in the spring, I published an article supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion for culturally diverse online learners. And um, that was published with the online um, journal for distance learning administration. And I have published, you know, several articles or podcast webinars for Golden Key over the summer. So those were my latest publications, but I've also published an article or co-published um, elementary elementary teachers adoption of 101 computing to differentiate instructions for organizational factors that support um, processes. And that's in the Journal of Educational Computing. And also my dissertation was a publication, you know, facilitating the needs of culturally diverse learners in online learning environment. Do you, I think we have a spot in here where I ask you to describe um, that research. The, um, and it falls in line with your selected topic for this discussion, supporting the needs of culturally diverse learners in online learning environments. So can we um, speak on your dissertation for a second? When I return, Dr. Dunn shares her own personal and historic 
perspective on this topic and from her years of experience as a professional educator and now professional researcher. One concern of educators is the question of how to effectively build relationships with students in a virtual setting. At the Annie Eckloff Institute, we are committed to providing media-rich, teacher-centered, one-to-one or small group online support, so your students thrive. At Annie Eckloff Institute, presenters use virtual training that includes embedded scaffolds and supports for teachers. Maximize interactions with your students and the rigorous school curriculum, all within a robust online platform that you yourself learn to create. Learn the basics of virtual instruction. Learn strategies to maximize live content with increased engagement using your teacher toolbox and technology. Shine in your professional learning network. Show your interest in knowing more about our services and programs. Schedule a presentation, a virtual visit, or virtual training for you, your peers, and your school. You owe it to yourself and your future success. Register today. Go to AnnieEckloffInstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. Can we um, speak on your dissertation for a second? Oh, sure. Um, I am all into supporting culturally diverse students because as you hear, I have an accent. I'm Jamaican. And, you know, there are other minority students who are from various different cultures. We have international students, but we're all pursuing degrees in higher education and not necessarily higher education, you know, K-12 vocational schools. And sometimes the students may not necessarily be able to reach their full potential because they do not have the personnel to support them because of the cultural disparities that may exist based on their different educational backgrounds, their cultures. And living in America, this is a very individualistic culture where it's more focused on the self, whereas a lot of our students are coming from South America, Asia, the Caribbean, you know, Afrocentric countries, where it's more of a collectivist um, type of setting. And the two worlds are not necessarily meeting in academia and as a result there may be disparities you know confusions sometimes these students are often cited for plagiarism when that's not necessarily the case because you know there's a lot of sharing practices that are embedded in collectivist culture but in the individualistic society it's more you know doing your individual work and educators and um, students, they do not necessarily share these different reasons why there's a disparity. Educators in America, sometimes they grew up in this individualistic society, so they may not be cognizant of the reasons why students are doing that. For example, you know, when I was living in South Florida, a lot of my students were from Haiti, and those students would share everything they have, including their work. And as a result of them sharing, you know, they would come to me and tell me, oh, Dr. Dunn, I'm getting cited for plagiarism, but I didn't um, share, you know, I just told my colleague or my classmates X, Y, and Z, not realizing that what they were doing were unethical and could be cited for plagiarism. So just knowing what are some of the nuances in other cultures would be ben beneficial to help, you know, these culturally diverse students to navigate the educational landscape and not necessarily just, you know, 
based on plagiarism, there's different re ways we can support them because a lot of times we put everything, you know, even institutions, oh, we have everything on our website, but that's not necessarily how these students navigate these landscapes. They may, they may need you to tell them, okay, if you need X, Y, or Z, go to the student services or let's go together. But saying it's on the website, it's like sending them to find a needle in a haystack. So we have to be cognizant of how they learn. I understand they're adult learners. Everyone should be reading, you know, should be technologically savvy. Whereas that may not necessarily be the case. You know, a lot of people, they took the GED and they're in college and it's like, okay, yes, you're in college. So what do we do now? How do we help these students? It's, it's very diverse and I can go on forever. You know, this is my scholarship. It's where I am very passionate about supporting these students. Even at the academy, you know, you would think in a military academy, we don't support these. But when it comes to second language learners, I am the advocate for them. You know, you have to be the voice because their writing may not sometimes be the best and you hear, oh, this student is not writing the standard, but what are we doing to help them? How do we get under them to realize what are the um, underlying factors that may cause their writing to not be in line with quote unquote, you know, American standard writing? Even the spelling practices that are used, that's very important because I remember, you know, even doing my PhD, I got cited for spelling the word acknowledgement incorrectly. And when my chair told me that you spelled it wrong, I was baffled. I was like, that's how I've been spelling it my entire life. I, you know, looked it over, looked at every word and I'm like, I didn't miss a letter or anything. So what was it? But then I realized the way it's spelled in America in quote unquote US English, standard English is different from the British system. And with me learning, you know, my foundational years were under the British system. Certain words are, you know, different than how we're supposed to spell them. So students may, get cited for not spelling correctly when in actuality they're doing what they were taught to do from an earlier age. So we have to be cognizant of those, you know, little foxes, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're, I'm, I'm looking to hopefully do that kind of work in my school district because we do have still teachers in the, our profession. They think that that one way is the way and the person's not doing it right. So then they're not they're not professional or they're not um, worthy of having a you know the the um, ability to be a good writer and that's not it that's not it no definitely not and in the scholarship of teaching and learning that's called you know the fallacies or that's called uh, I forgot the terminology but where teachers think that the students are not where they need to be because of where they're coming from but what I am doing now I'm a very big advocate for educating teachers because sometimes it's all about perspective and you don't know what you don't know until you were explicitly taught and i am very big on the word explicit a lot of times we imply that you know oh the teacher should know this or the teacher should know that but until you bring it to their attention they may not necessarily know and perspective is very very important to be successful in a virtual learning environment Students need to build confidence online. At the Annie Eckloff Institute, we have certified online teachers, career coaches, and parent educators ready to assist students and families to build remote learning confidence, maintain online security, master online course navigation, and develop strategies to stay connected with a learning network and school. Here at Annie Eckloff Institute, we continue to offer our own individual and small group tutoring as well. 
register for Fundamentals High School Geometry and Algebra, College Prep, Reading and Study Skills, Test Prep. We teach you to triumph over test anxiety. Register for web-based editing tools, computer-aided design for aspiring engineers, and finding your own voice in a virtual learning environment. You owe it to yourself and your future success. Register today. Go to AnnieEcklockInstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. Because, you know, coming from, you know, middle class, upper class, you know, rich background, you may not necessarily understand the struggles of students who are coming from a diverse background, lower socioeconomic, you know, English language learner or a migrant. There, these are different worlds that are con, um, converging, and then that's where we have challenges when we don't understand each other. I know there are some schools in Chicago that they have the teachers drive through the district to see where their students are coming from, but that's when we're looking at socioeconomic factors. Do these teachers actually understand the migrant population? And I understand it's very challenging where you would get to know each culture individually. But if we take the time, you know, in the professional development, you know, professional developmental realm to say, okay, this year we're going to be focusing on Asian culture in our schools. The more we get to know about the Asian culture, the better we can support them. And different geographic locations in the United States have different populations because living in the state of Colorado right now, you know, the population here, it's very um, Afrocentric per se in Denver. There's a lot, there's a huge migrant population um, with people from Northern Africa, Morocco, Sudan, you know, those countries. So maybe those school systems could focus on that um, specific geographic area. I remember when I was in South Florida again, um, a lot of our professional development centered around, you know, the South American culture, the Cuban students. How do we support Spanish speakers? Because that was the main population. A lot of the literature in the schools that are sent home, it's based on it's it, the literature is in Creole or it's in Spanish because that's the population. So knowing your population is important, not saying that you have to learn, you know, all these different migrant cultures, but we have to understand that America is a melting pot. And, you know, based on what our founding fathers said, that's what we're supposed to be doing, supporting diversity, equity and inclusion based on the Constitution. Where um, was this topic, the supporting the needs of culturally diverse learners and an online learning environment? Where was it best covered or where can you share with our listeners the best, if they want to become more knowledgeable about that, where did you pick up the information and where was it most um, compelling for you at a conference and literature that you've read, at staff trainings, where did you find this? Okay, so this is a project, it's a lifelong project I've been doing and I just wanna give you a background. Like I said earlier, I'm a migrant. I was born in Jamaica. And because of the fact that technology wasn't something that we were introduced to, and then we're gonna talk about disparities in countries, educational background. I didn't learn to use a computer until I was um, placed in college in America. And one of my disparities here, I struggled to complete my work on time because I didn't know how to use the computer. So I made it my mission to help others, you know, who are going through the same trajectory, migrants, you know, coming to colleges, and they may not even be able to take their 
regular courses, you know, placed in developmental courses because of the fact that they weren't quick enough on, you know, completing the test. So that's where it all started. But, you know, moving forward, fast forwarding a couple of years now in the field of academia, I have done my dissertation on this topic. So it's been a couple of years that I've been studying, you know, culturally diverse learners in online spaces. And I realized that when we're working with online learners, it's different from when you're working with face-to-face -face learners because, you know, the face-to-face -face connection, the human interaction, it's different. So we have to somewhat humanize the learning environment and know how to navigate these spaces dealing with a different culture because the written word when it doesn't have the facial expressions and the body language to explain it, it sometimes can be misconstrued. So I have presented this topic at several conferences. The most recent one was at the site conference in San Diego in April. And um, I haven't presented any more conferences this year, but I think I will be presenting in September at an international conference in Germany, where I'll be talking about this conference, um, the same topic later on, but. I always tweak it to the population that I'm presenting to because, you know, certain population need to hear certain aspects of how to support culturally diverse learners. Hey, don't let the pandemic get you down. At the Annie Egloff Institute, we want to maximize both face-to-face -face and virtual environments to provide fun and engaging spaces for learners of all ages. Check out our new fall 2021 lineup. Programs include the following. AEI Kids Studio, an online makerspace for kids of all ages that will incorporate science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Kids will use various apps to play games, create some really cool digital media, and share creative ideas to build and test prototypes and designs. Mission Learn. Students will meet once per week to learn to appreciate math and science by engaging in interactive learning through the online space designed to reinforce what students are learning in school. By using online tools, open education resources, and virtual participation with a live tutor in a small group setting, students explore real-world applications of math and science to gain a better understanding of why we learn the skills. And check this out, we now have our own clubs. The Esports Club, which provides an organized high school level esports league in a comfortable environment with healthy competition to grow the next generation of industry leaders. We will also visit virtual scientific labs to witness the practical applications of concepts we've learned in the classroom. And of course, we still have our traditional programs as well, including individual and small group tutoring evenings or weekends to assist students with math and reading, GED and test prep and high school completion courses for older students. Register for web-based editing tools, computer-aided design for aspiring engineers, and finding your own voice in a virtual learning environment. Register your child today. Go to annieeckloffinstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. You know, I'm thankful for the light that the COVID pandemic spread on education or online education per se, because schools institutions you know organizations they're now working towards providing those resources for students that were never thought of before so you know in jamaican terminology I'd say out of every evil comes a good and this is where that evil 
presented good because you know now schools are realizing that students do have needs these needs are so magnified whether it's financial whether it's socioeconomical you know academic needs and as a result of that there's a lot more money being placed on student services and i am so happy and pleased to see what is going on you know in supporting um, students in the culturally diverse environments who are online learners, student services, people are, you know, just pulling out the stops. They're having more, you know, conferences, conversations, asking questions, facilitating the needs of these students. They need support in the learning management system. You know, everything is there on Canvas or Blackboard or whatever learning management system they're using. But do you take the time to help them to navigate? Because one of the things um, with a lot of students who are from a collectivist culture, they need specific, explicit, step-by-step -step direction. Just telling them to go out there and find it, that's not what they're used to. I know we're in America and you know, when you go to Rome, you do as the Romans do, but sometimes we need to scaffold the learning so that they're able to navigate those spaces, but we can't just expect to throw them in the water and, and for them to swim. Yeah, I'm glad you went into that a little more detail. And, and remember I said, it may be that we have several podcasts out of this. So I'm, I'm very happy to, but to spend the time to get, really get into the, and dive into this. In part two, Dr. Dunn explains more about her contribution to this area, how she can be of assistance to anyone wishing to advance on the issue, as well as others who are prominent in the field of research on this very topic. Tune in for podcast part two. You are listening to a podcast series hosted by the Annie Eckwalk Institute, promoting integrative multimedia support with a student-centered approach when a traditional classroom is just not enough. The Annie Eckwalk Institute provides virtual support for social learning anxiety, new learners, learners with disabilities, and thinking that is considered out of the box. Because life does not have to feel like a sinking ship. Join us this Saturday for a new episode of The Tea and the Toast. Get us on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher.